What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Ring the Bell Podcast Fantasy Baseball Rankings Part 2, brought to you by SeatGeek.com. Head over to SeatGeek.com right now and use our code on the bump for $20 off your very first ticket purchase. Jason, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh, just a beautiful day, friend. You know, hey, hit 60 degrees today. Got to work from home with those windows open. Yeah, was it was pretty, beautiful. It's pretty happy. It's, yeah, it felt good out there. It's finally, it seems mm-hmm. like that weather's starting to take a turn for the best, which is uh, good because we got some uh, next week. We got some opening day baseball. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's Tuesday, March 21st, and Trey Turner is still hitting home runs for the World Baseball Classic. That kid is. <laughs> I hope he didn't waste his swing. I know, right? <laughs> In this World Baseball Classic. I hope he has something left, but it's, man, it's. For for Philly for Phillies fans that may not have watched much of him, well, I guess we had to. We saw him watching if you actually watched, but right. the last few years, like if you just don't know, don't really pay attention to other teams, man. It's been a treat if you watch his World Baseball Classic. That kid has been just that grand slam the other night after they hit uh, JT. Mm-hmm. Man, he's just been doing some magical things, and it's man, it just seems like it's a preview for things to come. And I love it because now it's not like spring training. You really don't get into the. I don't know how seriously they take it. I'm sure they try to work on some things, but they're trying. So I think putting this in now with JT and uh, and and Trey and Kyle, hopefully that that gets them starting running that season early, especially mm-hmm. with a lot of this great news we're hearing. We discussed it last that a lot of this great news we're hearing about Harper coming yep. maybe coming back early. Hopefully right. this you know this can sustain them for you know a couple months, just being hot early in the season until they get their yep. uh, get their stud back. And in all reality, spring training is basically for pitchers. Yeah, it's all it is. It's the ramp up pitchers. And we've heard that for so many years. But uh, yeah, man, it's been a, a really good, phenomenal last 24 hours. Um, uh, Jason yelled at me today. Uh, let's see what else happened today. <laughs> Bryce Harper. Uh, it was said to apparently he well, he wasn't put on the 60 day DL. Um, he, he was news. That was huge huge. news. Yeah. That's so big. Cause to me, that means they don't believe he's going to miss. Like if he was going to miss time, they'd want to make room for somebody. So not going on that DL there. I believe right. That that's, if I'm correct, they have to go on a 60 day DL to open up a roster spot Mm -hmm. on the big league team. So him not going on there keeps a roster spot for him. Correct. Which is a, which is a huge deal. Cause they don't, I, they don't, I guess they don't envision him missing that much time at this point which is kind of what we talked about before where mm-hmm. it can be one of those things do you want them to come back early it seems like all signs are pointing now you know you could have a, a may early june return which is much sooner than i think we anticipated or even expecting right and it, it's just crazy to think that you know we all thought that july 11th which is the all-star break um was really really conservative however you know i said from the beginning before june 10th i just feel like it's the perfect time for him to come back so may 29th is like the date like the very first date that he could probably come back is is what they're is what they're saying um so i i still believe he won't be back in may i still think he'll be back near the first week of june that's what i'm going to still assume so um I'll still, I'm still, if he comes back by like June 5th, I'm going to come on here and still let everybody know that basically I was correct from the day day (laughs) one, because literally since the day he had his surgery and they found out it was full Tommy John, I said, he'll be back by June. He'll be back by the the first to second week of June. It's just, it's just the way Harper heals. And the fact that he doesn't have to throw a baseball because of the DH 
it just speeds up the time there to where he can just get back in there. If he he played the entire seat, he put every game he played last season, basically he had a, a torn UCL. So with it now repaired and getting better every single day, I'd be hard pressed to believe he can't get in there by late, you know, the end of May into the beginning of June and be able to swing a baseball bat and hit home runs or do what he has to do what he did last season. So I, I, it, it's not shocking to me that Dombrowski came out and said that, you know, May is a, is a, is a distinct possibility. So um, that, that is just phenomenal news to hear that we could be getting MV3 back um, sooner than we all expected. Um, it's just would him back in this lineup makes this lineup. And we've said this so many times, so dangerous. And we'll talk about it in our preview show this week, but Let's get into why we are here, which is part two, a bonus episode for y'all. And uh, for those of you who listened on Sunday show, we did our part one of our fantasy baseball rankings. We did um, the infield and the outfield. Uh, And then tonight we are doing catchers, starting pitchers, relief pitchers, uh, sleepers, and some rookies. And so we're going to get into that. We're going to start things off uh, with our catchers. Um, I, I think... Obviously, Jay, we all have who the number one. We already know who number one is, um, unless you have something different. But obviously, we have to say JT's Dalton Varsho. Oh, different. (laughs) (laughs) I guess um, JT is in that tippy top tier uh, of catchers and, and, you know, in a league all by himself. Right. Real Muto leads off with that number one spot for catchers. I think that's pretty like you always have a guy that will creep up, I think. Uh, we saw Salvi Perez a few years back hit mm-hmm. a lot of bombs and do really good. Um, but I do think consistency or consistently over the last few years, I, it pretty much is JT in often or in a class of his own for fantasy uh, fantasy mm-hmm. owners, um, which is tough too because if you want to get your your top tier catcher, you got to go early. So it it may you know sometimes it just especially for catchers it may be more suitable to look at maybe a guy that's a little lower ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably just going to give you a power type of bat and our, some RBIs, and you're going to lose a good amount on average. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think JT is clear cut number one for for catching. It's not even close, I don't think. Yeah, it's like you know other catchers possess more power or may have you know may give you a higher batting average. But Real Muto is the only one who offers you you know solid production across the board. Uh, he had a little bit of a statistical dip in 2021. Uh, but he recorded 22 home runs. He had a, a career best, 128 WRC plus last season. Um, his barrel rate went into the double digits, which is crazy. Um, you know, he, for the first time during a full season, and he logged a career high of 47.2% hard hit rate. You know, this along with batting in the middle of Philadelphia's lineup, man, uh, it's just in, insane what he could do. I mean, he's he, he, he had a 2020 season, which is – the most by a primary catcher in 15 years. So man, look, he he's going into his age 32 season, Jay, but he's not showing any signs of slowing down. So um, there's nothing wrong. It was still catches a lot of, he's a guy too. It's going to catch a lot of games for you. Yeah. Like a lot of catchers, a position where you may kind of dip off it. You know, some mm-hmm. days you just don't have like, but, but he's a dude that's going to catch you probably 130 games a year. Um, so he's not somebody re- unless he, you know, there's always the injury bug, but he's not somebody, one of those catchers you have to worry about streaming catchers mid season because you just don't know. Agreed. Yeah. Um, 
my the what rounds out my my top five is Will Smith at number two, um, uh, Adley's number three, Salvador Perez, and uh, I went Al, Al, Alejandro Kirk. I know that might be a name that might surprise people, but I I, I like the kid. Um, I. I mean, if your fantasy team took on some batting average risk early in the draft, Kirk is like that great pickup to help balance out your roster. He was one of only six qualified batters last season uh, whose walk rate was higher than his K rate. Um, And he does commonly hit in the middle of that Blue Jays lineup. Um, So I think his value could really take off this season. Uh, I'm not sure if if you had him on your list, but he rounds out my top five. I did. I had... um... I had JT. I had and the rest are kind of no particular serious order because it's catching. Um, I feel like I tend to draft them late. Um, I have Dalton Varsho because I think he provides a good power pop. Uh, Adley, I, I expect a bigger year this year from him. If I'm going like if I'm drafting and he's probably if I'm doing anything, he's my probably my number two catcher. Um, he came up kind of little kind of weighted last season and he did pretty well at 13 home runs, 42 RBIs, batted 254. Uh, but I just think we see that jump from him this year because, you know, coming up as a rookie, you're just not always sure. Uh, kid's a switch hitter. So I just expect a, a pretty big season for him. And I, I think he kind of uh, helps them with that push like they had last season. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I like and then I go it's Will Smith and Salvi. Um, I did have, you know, Kirk in that second tier right below from five through ten uh, with Wilson Contreras. Uh, I think he's really good. I think Willem, William Contreras, I think, is a guy that's going to get you home runs. Um, and, and a guy where if you do have the good average, a guy like Cal Raleigh, if he can put them power numbers up again this year, um, the average is going to suffer a lot. But he's a dude that had 27 home runs last year. Um, so I feel like, like I said, when we started, catcher's one of those ones you're just trying to steal, steal a category. Um, and it, it a lot of times you're catching, you're just looking for those power bats. Um, so I think Cal Raleigh is a guy you can get late. Um, and then I, I really think after that, it's kind of mishmash. Sean is. Murphy's probably the next guy. Wilson Contreras, Sean Murphy. It's kind of, yeah. Cal Raleigh. Who you're picking at that point. Catching, they're not always the deepest. Like you hope if maybe somebody comes up late uh, and big rookie comes up. Maybe, you know, those always to me, those always worth the risks. I think I grabbed uh, Adley last year when he came up. I think those are always the, you know, you look for the big power guys, but it's it's typically, yeah, after your JT and there's, you know, probably a, a Will Smith, not bad. But I think after your top two or three, it, it severely drops off and you're just looking either for power or hopefully like if you get an average dude. Yeah. Catchers are like becoming what running backs are now or tight ends are now in fantasy football. Like, <laughs> Like that's the way it was like 10 years ago. You could probably find like five to seven, like really good catchers from a statistical standpoint, but it just does not happen anymore. Um, You know, real Muto again is, is not of this world. So he's an outlier there. Um, But all the others, I mean, once you get out of that top five, it's like, eh, if you need a relief pitcher, go get your relief pitcher and come back and get one of these catchers. So, um, but one of my guys too, I want to throw a name out there. He doesn't play anymore, but he was always my guy. Francisco Cervelli. Mm-hmm. He was always my guy. I don't know. I always wanted to wait on him, draft him. And when I, I went back average. and looked at the stats. You know, he, yeah, he was a guy who was going to give you 260, 270. Yeah. He had a season where he did bat like 295, but he had a decent amount of, 
you know, his average was to me, I was always thought about, I never, which was dumb. It took me a long time to start going <laughs> home runs, RBIs. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go pitching average and steals. And I never won. So I had to switch up. So Cervelli wouldn't make my team today, but he was a dude I chased every year. <laughs> it was so crazy. That's so funny. Um, Mike, let me ask you a question from a fantasy baseball perspective, because um, I've always respected uh, your opinion in fantasy sports. When it comes to fantasy baseball, is it more important to have a good lineup or to have really good pitching? That's tough because I've won both ways. Um, I, I know Zach, our friend Zach, um, he would laugh because I always tended to go big time pitching. And then it would always backfire because I always felt like I could never keep up um, with the big power guy. So you have if I to me, I feel like it is more you have to look for the judges. You got to go after those guys first, because even if you get because there was times where I would get like Verlander, Scherzer and DeGrom and Kershaw. And because if they have a bad week, I had no offense to back it up. So if if you have a bunch of just okay pitchers you're like your 13 to 15 win guys but you have you know you have a lineup stacked with home runs yeah you're you're going to do much better so I, okay. I tend to i've i've was a big pitcher go big on pitching relief pitching early on and then kind of fill in may, maybe do some steals and some average steal those categories um but i've kind of started to lean more away from that now because mm-hmm. I've noticed it's really starting, especially pitchers don't pitch like they used to. You're not getting your big oh, no. pitchers. And you're so not getting those a, complete games. You're not logging those innings. Yeah, it's like a really, really good starting it. pitcher now is six innings. Yeah. So so it's a little bit different. I think the game, the way the game's changing has definitely altered that as well. Mm-hmm. It's point. all now about home runs. So to yeah. me, I tend to lean more now towards your big, your big power guys, um, you know, early on and then go pitching after, fill that in after. But I do like relief pitching. I tend to keep more relief pitchers than most. Okay. Well, speaking of pitching, let's move over to starting pitching, which is, again, one of the most uh, important aspects of fantasy baseball, if not the most important to a lot of people. Um, Jay, uh, your top five uh, starting pitchers. And, of course, we'll probably back into 10. But like, who are your top five starting pitchers? So, to me... It, it's tough. I look, I think you start out. I, I really believe. And it's t- because when you look at a guy, I feel like you have to put the Grom in there. Even you hope he's healthy. So I'm going to go. My caveat is you're healthy the whole season. Okay. So to me, I, I think the Grom, your Scherzer, Verlander. I really like Corbin Burns. And then I'm probably going to go after that. I, it's tough not to go the the National League Cy Young, Alcantara. He he kind of seemed to bring it on. Um, but even after that, like you said, if you go 10, you could have Spencer Strider. You could get Wheeler. Anola could be in there. Shane McClanahan from Tampa Bay. Brandon Woodruff from Milwaukee. Um, even, you know, Otani. So I think pitching is super, Is you st- at least your top end starting pitching, um, why, which is why I think you can lean more towards power. Your top end starting pitching mm-hmm. is is very good. But I think those I feel like your top five to ten, um, if healthy, but every we all know like it's it's if you have between DeGrom and Verlander, I would lean more towards DeGrom. Even some of the guys like a Corbin Burns. I'm sorry, not Ver, not DeGrom, more Verlander, but like or Corbin Burns. Even when you look at like a Nola, a Strider, a Woodruff, a Shane McClanahan, those type of guys. Mm-hmm. Early on, if you're kind of on the fence, I would lean away from your big time 
your big time injury guys like a DeGrom. You could grab them later when you get more value. Even a guy like Kershaw, who I always love to grab. And I know it's funny because I'll mention Zach's a draft with them. I'll get a text <laughs> message. You better get him. And it's looking later <laughs> in the draft because he knows I want him. So I'm always looking at him. Um, but even like him, I would even kind of wait until it's it's better value pick because their their injury history is so good. Like the Grum only had 64 innings last year. Yeah. So if you're drafting him at a high value position, what he can give you is fantastic. But what you're losing that early on where, where you could have had something somewhere else, um, it is tough to draft those high injury risk dudes that early. I agree. So my top one and two are actually Corbin Burns and Garrett Cole. They're my top two. Um, you know, we all know Burns, you know, broke out during the, the COVID 2020 season and he won the NL Cy Young in 2021. You know, there were concerns about how he'd hold up after, you know, tossing. I think he's a career high. It was like 167 innings in 2021. But Man, he cemented his status as a top MLB arm this past season. Um, he he pushed his career high. I mean, shattered it. He went from 167 innings in 2021 to 200 plus in uh, 2022 uh, with a 2.94 ERA. A this is a this is a Jason Ken stat. A 0.97 WHIP. Uh, I'm high on that on WHIP. I'm, I'm a big whip guy. That's why it's called it, it is it's officially the Jason Kenstat of Brenda <laughs> Bell. Um and an NL leading 243 strikeouts. Um I just have him slightly edged over uh you really have Cole at number see I, I, I just call it number two. That ERA for me, I know me. But I think um, that was an outlier. I just don't think that'll happen again. And I'm just not a fan because I just think he faces like everybody faces good teams. I don't I just I'm not as high on Garrett. Like I thought he was kind of overpaid. And I don't I don't think since he went to the Yankees, I'd have to actually go back and check the numbers. But if my memory serves me correct, I don't think he's been as good since he's been with the Yankees. And let's check. Here we go. 73 innings, 181 innings. So when you like his last two years, a three-five, a three-two-three, the whip has been okay. He did finish second in Cy Young in 2021. I didn't realize that. But I, I don't know. I just there's just something about Cole. I just, he should probably be, he should be in my top 10, I guess. I just, I'm not a Garrett Cole fan. I mean, I, it I could think, be he's a Yankee and he shaved. And I he mean, that, that's a good point, too. Um, I mean, he, even though with that year, right, he had 260 strikeouts. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a lot of freaking strikeouts to have in, in your lineup. You know, if you have a guy like a, a Zach Wheeler and a, and a Garrett Cole in your team, which is very possible, you know, Zach Wheeler will take care of that ERA for you. And then you have, Cole lighting up your scoreboard with 257. And the kid's a horse, too. Yeah, you know, he's fanned more than 240 batters in each of his last four seasons. So Okay, I digress. I'm sorry for the Cole heat, guys. No, no, his (laughs) ERA was putrid. His ERA was north of four after the All-Star break for the second straight season. But it's like everything else he just does so well. I, and I know this is a fantasy show, but I do like to geek out on baseball stats. He, in 2019, his last year in Houston, he had 326 strikeouts. How's the how? how That's won, vintage, man. Who won that? You don't see that many strikeouts anymore. Who won the Cy Young that year? And what year was that? Oh, Verlander, 2019. Oh, Him God. and Verlander went back to they had one and two. Well, okay, Verlander that makes was, Verlander was insane in 19. Yeah, they both. Okay. 
but I'm yeah. done geeking out on that. But yeah, I, I okay. just, I, I, it's just something about that ERA where I look at other guys like, and just, I think to me, when I'm thinking of my number one starter, I'm looking at a guy with a, a sub three. Like I want a guy where it's like a two, four is my number. If I'm drafting mm-hmm. and it's just, cause I, I know the whip's going to be there. And to me, that's where I do think, you know, I guess when you look at Verlander and Scherzer, their strikeouts are definitely down yeah. um, even any pitch, but I don't know. Plus, a Yankees are are a big team that's going to win, so you know his wins are probably going to be there with Garrett. Yeah, he, and he does he, he does not pitch in a pitcher friendly park either. No, which hurts. Um, so I'm my sorry, th- go ahead. it's a, no, it's cool, man. Sandy Alcantara is my third. Look, I mean, we understand who he plays for, and people have said a couple times that maybe he doesn't deserve to win the uh, the Cy Young last year. Um, I mean, he led the league in innings at two hundred and twenty about two hundred twenty nine. And he had six complete games um, with a 2.28 ERA in the, and a sub one whip uh, and over 200 strikeouts. So, I mean, that's pretty damn good. He is the, the only pitcher who has reached 200 innings pitch in each of the past two years, which is crazy to think. So, again, we talk about a workhorse like Garrett Cole. Alcantara is that and more. Um, so that's that's crazy to think. Um Brandon Woodruff would be my number four. Um, and then I, I got to go, if he's healthy, I got to go Jacob DeGrom. I, I just, it's hard for me to mention a top five without DeGrom because if he's ready to go, you and I have talked about this before, he's almost unhittable. He's the best pitcher to, it, it all, consi- all things considered, he's probably the best pitcher the last five years yeah he just can't stay healthy which is it's like last year and i get it's 64 innings the dude had a 0.75 whip he's he's untouchable and healthy so that's that's where like i all things being even i take him it's just tough when you have so many so much injury history uh with him but yeah you're right it's tough to give a top five without without putting Degrom in there yeah i agree um rounding out my my bottom half here is uh, Shane McClanahan, uh, McClanahan uh, Spencer Strider, Justin Verlander, um, Shohei Otani, and Zach Wheeler. Um, that rounds out my list. Why are you looking at me like that? I just should have said Nola instead of Wheeler. Nola's not because Wheeler's better. Nola's going. Who's starting opening day, bro? They're doing that strictly because <laughs> we just dropped the mic. If you th- all you that heard that, that was the mic getting dropped. <laughs> By the way, I've been to games where Joe Roa was the Phillies opening day starter, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but I also think you got to look to a guy I think is going to have a big year, and I've been pushing this dude for you know five or six years now. Uh, Julio Urias, I-, I think they're projecting him to start opening day. I think he um, takes over that number one guy in. Um, in LA, I, I know Wheeler or not our Walker Bueller can, he could be, he could yeah. be in that conversation. And it's always tough when you do have Clayton Kershaw on your team, but I think, you know, it's tough to say breakout. He had 17 wins, a two, one, six ERA 0.96 whip. But I, I think this kid still has something, you know, left to prove. And he, he's finally figured it out. He's mm-hmm. what I think he's what they thought he was. And even more, mm-hmm. I remember this kid is 19 watching this kid and and coming up with LA and I, I'm a, I do like LA. I do like the Dodgers, my second team. So I watch them a lot. 
I always, man, this kid's something special. He is, Mm -hmm. um, I think he's going to be a great pitcher for years to come. So I think he could surprise a lot of people. And by the end of the season, I think he could be the number one ranked pitcher in the game. Good. Damn. I like it. Um, all right. So if, uh, I'm not sure if you have anything else on starting pitchers, but if you want to go towards the relievers, what do you want to do here? So like, we can do, I guess we can't, like, we don't have to really, but there's a lot of, I think starting pitching there, there's a lot of depth. So even if you don't get one of those top 10 guys, like, like an Aaron Nola's there, Shane Bieber, yeah. Julio Urias, we didn't mention you. There's going to have a, probably a good yeah. comeback season. Castillo can Luis Castillo could pitch. Well, Framber Valdez, Dylan Cease had a really good year last yep. year. Yep. There's so many, even if Max Reed, you know, comes back, he's going to be healthy. Christian Javier, who I think did played really well in the postseason. We watched him. Um, he had a great season last year. Alex Manoa. So there's so many pitching, starting pitching so deep, like we said. It so really I, is. Yeah. And, and don't because I've I, I can sometimes I can't even win my own league, guys. So don't take my <laughs> advice. But I would lean, I'd lean more towards your offense first. And then because like Chris said earlier, th- these guys are going six innings, unless you get a a, a real workhorse. Like your Garrett Cole, Corbin Burns, we were drafting early. Um, I do think you can get there's when I'm just looking at the top 25 starters, any of these can can really help you on your team. Uh, if you get one or two of them in the in the first probably around four or five, I think I think you'll be fine. Yeah, for me, like two um, two guys to look out for is one, don't draft Robbie Ray. Uh, two. I think Luis Castillo is going to have a really good full season in Seattle uh, as their ace. So look out for um, Castillo to be a good, hopefully I think a 15 to 17 game winner out there. Um, But again, I I reiterate, don't ever draft Robbie Ray. He's a trash can. He sucks. (laughs) Um, All right. So relief pitching, this is where it kind of gets difficult when you're ranking relief pitchers because there's 950 of them. And a lot um, of it depends on how you do it. Exactly. In my league, because I switched more. Um, so shout out Rob. We shouted him out before. This guy mm-hmm. would, in our drafts, he's a big relief pitcher guy. And when I say big relief pitcher guy, when we were just saves, he'd have like the f- top five save pitchers in baseball every year. So I said, hey, we can't, you know, I can't stop him from drafting closers. <laughs> do right. it. So I had to switch to saves and holes. And I feel mm-hmm. like that it definitely, it opens the pool up more. And I, to me, it just makes it a little bit easier, um, especially when you have 10, 12 teams. If you're just going saves, it's tough. Um, but my number one, Emmanuel Class A, I think he's just, he's kind of in a league of his own. And mm-hmm. and this is where as well, when I'm going these guys, I do I do prefer teams that win. So when you get a guy like Kenley Jansen, I just, I'm, I'm not as big on him just because I in Boston, he's not as good. But I would go Emmanuel Class A. I do like Devin Williams. Yep. I do like Hater from San Diego. Um, I'm really happy Edwin Diaz isn't pitching this year. <laughs> yeah, I um, know. It's a, great. A, AJ Minter um, and Rafael Montero. I think those are all guys on winning teams. Um, they're going to get a lot of opportunities. Um, so the, those are my top five. And I, I do think you can't go wrong if you do go like a, and I, you know, you stack those Houston pitchers, Ryan Presley. I do think you could get uh, a Gregory Soto for Philly. I think a lot of those Philly guys um, are going to be Sir Anthony. And then um, what's the arms name? What's his name? The closer from Atlanta that Philly has now. He played in Dodgers last year. Who's the closer for Atlanta for all those oh, years? Oh, Kimbrell. 
Kimbrell, bam. I think yeah. any of those three for Phillies, I think those guys are going to get lots of holds and saves. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So to me, I always try to stick more. Uh, if you're going to a team that's not as good, make sure the dude gets in a lot of games. But my my always theory is relief pitcher. Um, I tend to stack them a lot. I tend to carry a, a Usually I, I don't carry much bench offensive. I always my bench is always uh dedicated to pitch starting pitching mm-hmm. and relief pitching. So that just because to me, you don't switch out your offense as much. I don't feel carrying three extra bats is a big deal when I can have, you know, five relief pitchers. So I'm, you know, pretty much guaranteed every week to get closes um or saves and holds over categories that don't count. Um, and then I think a guy like a Liam Hendricks is still there. The Chicago is good. Um, so those are my, those are my top guys that I'm looking at early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I, that makes total sense. Um, so for me, it would be Emmanuel Cl- um, Clace as well. Um, Josh Hader, Jordan Romano, Devin Williams, and Ryan Presley would be how I would do that. And again, a lot of them are kind of interchangeable. Um, but it again, this all changes. It, it almost everyone moved up when Edwin Diaz went down. Like that's yeah. basically how it went, right? Um, it, it 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 that's just how it was. Um, is it Clace? Is that is that how you I don't know? I don't know if it's Clace or Class A. I always I always say think it's French. I always think French, so I give it the Class A. So Class A sounds great. So we'll go with that. To me, like he he had a, a 1.36 ERA over 77 appearances last year. Um, he, he's a safe bet to help you in the ERA and save category. Um, but he he won't help you as much in that other top relievers would do when it comes to strikeouts. Um, but still, everything else that he does is incredible. Uh, so that that I'm cool with. Uh, Hater you know, had that disastrous start to his time with San Diego following that midseason trade. But down that stretch, man, he didn't allow an earned run over his final 15 appearances, including the postseason. Um, so that's incredible. Romano had 36 saves last year and Presley had 33. Um, I think they're once again, those two will probably rack up similar numbers um, handling the, the ninth inning for the Blue Jays and Astros respectively. Um, but don't sleep on, on Devin Williams. And I know you mentioned him as well, Jay. Uh, he's provided like really consistent production in that strikeout and ERA categories the last two years. Um, and he should now get, you know, his first full season as a closer with Hater uh, out of the picture in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because that they felt good enough to get rid of a guy like Hater who yeah. has been a stud for, you know, the last few years. They felt comfortable enough to get rid of him because they knew – Williams could slide right into that closer role. Um, so yeah, he to me is a great pick. He gives, you know, his ERA is good. I think Milwaukee's a little bit bigger of a ballpark. Um, it's always he's I'm gonna he's definitely got him in a draft. Um, but he again, he's on one of those teams you're just not always sure of. Um because Milwaukee's good, but you just never know. They I feel like they're always in sell mode. So he could be yeah. a dude too that could get traded later in the year. If the, he does uh, come back here. Point. Yeah. But two, and then like Atlanta, you have uh, Rossiel and Glacius, um, who I think he's the closer there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's a closer or just or the eighth inning guy. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of dudes. There's so many, 
it, it, you got to get top end, but if you, that's where my, my kind of, I go, I try to stack them. So I don't have to try to get, like, I would love to get a class, class a, a Kenley, a Devin Williams, AJ Mincher. You want those guys. Yeah. But it's, you have to overdraft for more top tier relief pitchers, you know? So if you can get a do get some of those guys in the 25 to 30 holes and mm-hmm. saves range, mm-hmm. um, I tend to lean more that way because I I know I don't have to over go after them. Um, and even a, like when you look at a guy like Felix Bautista from from Baltimore, the dude had 65 innings, 88 strikeouts, yep. 2.19 ERA, 0.93 whip, 28 mm-hmm. holds and saves. So yep. when you see guys like that, it's not going to be the the nice flashy 42, 40, you know, saves and holds. But the other numbers are, are just on par with those upper edge long guys. I need a dude that's giving you over strikeout an inning, mm-hmm. you know, where, where class A is only 72 innings, 77 Ks. My man, Felix has 65 innings, 88 Ks. So if you see him a couple times a week, that's, you know, those numbers can rack up. And some of these guys do give you some wins at the end of the day too. So it's always, that's why I do like to carry a few more relief pitchers because there are, to me, it's to help bring down the ERA and the whip. They do. You can steal saves because not everybody goes closers um, and you can get a few extra wins throughout, you know, a few of the weeks that definitely help you in your season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, that's a good, great point too. like rounding out my, my relievers. I like um, Ryan Helsley, Felix Batista uh, race uh, race out. I always think race out ghoul and then, but it's not, that's, that's, <laughs> that's Batman um, race out Iglesias, Camila Duvall. Kenley Jensen, I still have up there as like that tier two um, reliever. And then David Bednar, um, I thought very well too. And I think I still put, I, I, I think a Sir Anthony Dominguez and a Jose Alvarado to go towards Phillies can absolutely give you quality, um, quality numbers this year for the Phillies. And I say that because, uh, you know, they're going to be up big in a lot of games. So I think guys like Alvarado and Dominguez are going to get in there to get some good quality innings. Um, shouldn't give up a ton of runs, um, but Alvarado's a strikeout guy, so he's, he, his ERA should stay low. The strikeout should be elevated. Um, from a Philly standpoint, Jay, what are you looking at from some some of the guys in their bullpen? I think to, it's tough because you don't know who's what. So my first my first thing was I think I look at Sir Anthony. Um, I think they traded for Soto for a reason and they signed Kimball for a reason. Um, so those are the three main guys I, w- I would look at if I'm looking at drafting somebody out of my Phillies bullpen, just because I, th- I think they're going to be the first, I think they're your seven, eight, nine guys. And if you, you know, like I said earlier, if you do your league where you're doing saves and holds, it's a little bit, those seventh, eighth inning guys are are great guys to have because you're going to sure. get holds with mm-hmm. them. So if you do just saves, then it's kind of you have it's a wait and see type of thing. You got to you know see who they're good projecting out. And then if you do just a saves league, I would kind of stay away from Philly closers or Philly mm-hmm. bullpen unless like you really want to get them because you're a Phillies fan. I would try to steer away from them because I, I do think we discussed this earlier. It's we'll a committee. Discuss it more next week. Uh, it, it may be committing the beginning yeah. of the season until they figure out or do your left-right matchup. Um, it, it may be a little tough. Whereas other guys like a Presley, AJ Minter, Williams, Class A, Jansen, you know, are are locked into those closer roles if you do adjust saves. Um, so you have to kind of make sure you pay attention to what's going on and what their actual statistics are. 
for sure. Um, all right. So let's go to one of the more popular aspects of any fantasy sport, and that's sleepers. Um, you either uh, I'm a firm believer, man, that especially like in fantasy football, you can win or lose your your fantasy season with sleepers um, because there are chances they're they're high risks and they're high rewards or high risk and zero reward. And it's miserable. Um, so let's kind of go into sleepers. Who are you looking at uh, for some of your sleepers, Jay? So this this is a name we've all heard and we all know. Um, he may not get the love, but I do think if Chris Sale can come back healthy, he he's a big name guy um, who can play. He pitch plays really well. Uh, I like him. Um, I like a dude. I think St- Stephen Matz can come out and show uh, what he can do. Um, those those are my two main guys. Position players. I I think it's going to be a little different this year as well um, because you we don't know what we're going to see with the shift and the. Uh, the stolen bases, so it's a little bit more tough to go on that. Yeah. Uh, Alex Cobb, I think, is is kind That's of a really good for, one for a big name. Um, you never know. I, I would look at any uh, some of the Yankees third baseman. You don't, I don't know where they're at uh, third base shortstop. So, so what, what kind of you can never know who's going to fill into those roles. Um, so I tend to sometimes I'll draft those type of players that you hope are going to get those starting jobs. Um, yeah, but those those are my three big ones right now. Um, that I'm I've been looking at as guys later on in the draft mm-hmm. for for pitching. Yeah. So for me, uh, in terms of um, uh, sleepers, uh, uh, for uh, it's hard because some of these names might be crazy to some people, but I, I still want to say say them anyway. Uh, I think from a catcher standpoint, I think we're going to hear the name Yasmani Grandal back in a positive way this season. He was injured a lot last year with that back in the knee, uh, but he's been really healthy this spring. Uh, the White Sox offense is going to be better. Uh, Grandall hit at least 20 home runs from 2016 through 19 and then hit 23 in 2021. I just feel like he's too good to just completely fall by the wayside and never hear from him again. Uh, so I think offensively he's going to have um, – a good a good season. I think from from a from first base, I have Brandon Belt. I think with the Blue Jays, again, that it's could another, be a big season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's another injury risk. Yes, but he had a career high twenty nine homers in twenty twenty one, and he's moving to Toronto, where the fences were moved in this past off season. His barrel rate was in the ninety fourth percentile each of the last two seasons, so that could spell big things as a sleeper uh, for Brandon Belt. Uh, up in there in Toronto. A couple other names that I, I was thinking of. Uh, shortstop C.J. Abrams. He was a headliner in that Juan Soto trade, and he's 22 years old. I think he's going to be the leadoff guy in Washington, um, and he's literally a threat to steal 40 bases this season, maybe even more. Um, he's lightning fast, and um, I just looked at him as somebody who could be um, – uh, a good sleeper. And I hate saying this name, but I think it he might he's he's definitely classified as a sleeper, but I think he God, he was so bad in Seattle is Jesse Winker. Um that he got traded to the Brewers. He's moving back to the National League um the season before last. So in 2021, he hit 30 his slash line was 305, 396 and 560 with the Reds which is very good. Um, so I guess he's comfortable moving back to the National League. 
uh, playing in Milwaukee. I expect Jesse Winker to have um, a a significantly much better season than he did with Seattle. But then again, I think if if he rolled out of bed and put his cleats on tomorrow, he's already had a better season than he had with the Seattle Mariners uh, in 2022. Um, and the other guy that I had was Harrison Bader for the Yankees. I know he's going to begin this season on the a- on the IL, but there's a big potential for a big jump in steals after having 17, a career high last year. And he also slugged 460 in 2021. Um, I think the Yankees are expecting good things out of Bader, uh, and this could be the season that we see that. Um, do you have any others you want so, to add? I, I kind of just threw a couple names there. I do like I, I Cabrian Hayes. He was a guy I think that's a, few a good years one ago. Andrew he McCutcheon. Mo- yeah, like those are type of dudes to me. I think he can put it. To, he he showed the potential. Um, so I think he could put it together. One dude I would really I'm, I'm gonna keep an eye on. Um, and it stinks because it's more of a you uh you have to put him in utility spot, but but a JD Martinez, I think going wow. to the Dodgers could um re I don't want to say revitalize his career, but it may because he's the dude that's really um went went healthy. He's a little bit older now, so you just don't know. Um, but he's definitely going to be in the middle of that lineup out there. Um, so he has the potential to put up some some pretty big numbers out there. It, you know, if he kind of gets back to his old self, he could really put things together. And uh, in the middle of that lineup, when he's going to have a Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts yeah, ahead of him, he could true. do some 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 really good things. Um, I, I do think Dylan Carlson. He was a guy that was highly recruit, like highly ranked. He's a big time prospect coming up. Um, I think he could kind of break out. Outside of that, it's it, it's tough. It's really. Just kind of watching. I know a few years back, I think uh, I was really upset. I didn't win my league, but I drafted <laughs> my my last two picks um, were Vladdy Jr. and oh, Shohei, wow. Shohei the year he was his MVP. Mm-hmm. And I didn't win. And I well, because baseball, it does it different. You don't get both batting and pitching. Um, right. So I got the batter. Um, but I, I do. Uh, I didn't win. I was upset. So um, did you have to I, draft Otani as a pitcher and a batter? Yes, he has both. He wow. only drafts as one. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and then a guy, Matt Carpenter. I, I don't think he does what he did last year coming up, but I think <laughs> he he may find some playing time out there. Um, outside of that, there's not a lot of a lot of guys left. I do like Bader if he can stay healthy. He was a a, a bigger time name in, in St. Louis. Um. But I don't know, like this year, there's not a lot of super huge. I think it's more kind of those older guys that you take a shot on like your uh, like last year. I think, you know, I took a shot on pool holes like a Miggy. You know, it's his last year. Um, I, I wouldn't so much call them sleepers, but because people aren't really going to think about them. So you'll definitely be able to get them uh, later in the draft when just people forget. Like, I think last year, a lot of people forgot Kershaw and I got yeah. him super late. So a lot of your older guys last year. Mm-hmm. Injury prone dudes could definitely yep. have some big upside. So, do you qualify, or does does Bryce Harper quantify as a sleeper? No, I still think he goes in the top three rounds. He'd go in the first round if I was doing a league. Um, no, I would. <laughs> um, I was my my pitcher sleeper is Freddie Peralta for the Brewers. Um, we all saw what he could do in a full season when he posted that two point eight ERA. And had just just missed 200 strikeouts in 2021, 
He's fully healthy this spring um, after only pitching 78 innings last year. Um, his strikeout rate was was near the 10Ks per nine last season after being over 12 from 2019-21. So I think a healthy Freddie Peralta is going to be very good. Um, other pitchers I had here is um, Giolito in, in Chicago with the White Sox, Tyler Anderson with the Angels, and um, – uh, Tyler Molly or Mal from with the Twins. Um, just a couple pitchers that I think are going to have pretty decent sleeper seasons and or comeback seasons. Um, but yeah, uh, that's all I have for my sleepers. Did you have anybody else? Uh, that's about it. I, I want to say I think people have been waiting on Giolito. Yeah, I agree. Really, since his you know since he came up with Washington is I forget. I know he was a top hundred prospect. He was a big time prospect and got traded. And I know like when he came up, he was a dude and I didn't realize he finished in the top 11. I didn't want to say 10 because it's that, but six, seventh and 11th in the three years in a row for Saw Young. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like he, he is a more of a higher whip dude. Uh, I feel like people have been waiting for him to really kind of turn that corner. And he's mm-hmm. only 27. So I think yeah, that's I a great name. So he's, cause he's only ever gotten, I don't think he's ever gotten more than 14 wins. Um, he's a guy that could strike out. He has potential for like 250, 260 Ks with his stuff because mm-hmm. he, he throws heat. So I, I do, I really like the Giolito. And if Chicago can ever turn Thanks. that corner where they've kind of been at, where everybody's been waiting him to, uh, I think last year they were expecting it when they uh, signed La Russa. Um, mm-hmm. They just haven't. But I think if they do, it, it speaks good for, for their top pitching because those wins are going to go up. I agree. Um, all right, so let's move on to rookies. We'll finish things out here with the rookies. I don't have many, but I'm going to list them off here, and then we can talk about them, especially if you have the same names here, Jay. My first one is Sal Frelick, the outfielder for the Brewers. Uh, I think he's, I think he's, he can be a really good baseball player overall. Um, number two is, uh, Brett Beatty, the third baseman for the Mets. Um, I mean, I hope he just Mets all over the place, but, Super duper talented guy that could really help your fantasy team down the stretch. Uh, the Mets also Francisco Alvarez, the catcher. Uh, just look, he's a stud. He really he or he has the abilities to become a stud. These are all prospects and rookies to watch for this year. Uh, Matt Mervis, the first baseman for the Cubs, um, and then uh, Christian Encarnacion Strand, the third baseman for the Reds, who's getting a lot of pub. Um, over there as a, as the future, uh, you know, the, the biggest riser in terms of spring training this year, um, he might force his way into that reds lineup right out of spring training. But, um, those are some of the rookies that I, that I have, uh, what about you? Well, I think to me, I had, uh, I think he did come up last year. I think Gunner, mm-hmm. I think yeah. he still qualifies. Like he, they, He's he's a special. He's one of those special talents that they project mm. out. You never know, but this is a, he's a kid that's six three. He's got power. He's got he's great arm. He can hit. He tore up the minor. He's twenty one, and so I, I think to me him. Um, and so a lot of I guess my guys are more. I came up last year as well. Corbin Carroll. Uh, I think he's kind of maybe able to put it together uh, this season, kind of full season. They just paid him, so they. I'm expecting them to play him every day. Um, I like the pitcher Grayson Rodriguez for the uh, Orioles. I think he can come up and, and do some good things. Um, I did like Sal Frelick. I think he's a guy you got to keep a watch on. Um, I like the shortstop for the Yankees. 
Um, Anthony Volpe, uh, he could come in depending uh, and be a big time player. Uh, I don't think Dominguez makes it up right away, um, but he's another high, high ranked prospect for them. Um, and they say uh, the Ali De La Cruz for the Reds could come up second or shortstop third base who really projects out with some steel and some hits. Um, so, so I like to keep an eye on, I know I always watch, like I said, last year I, I did grab Adley. Um, I had a friend who grabbed uh, Tatis the year he came mm-hmm. up. So, so I, I'm always kind of, and I'm a big prospect guy. We've talked about it. I, I like to keep an eye on them. I always know who's coming up. So I try to, you know, either grab them right before or if, uh, grab them right after because um, you just never know. You don't want to stash them early on because you just don't know if they're coming up. Uh, but I think those are a few names. I do like Brett Beatty. I'm just not sure if those if those Met guys are going because they're, they're a win now. So it's a little tougher to project him and Alvarez out um, if they're going to be everyday players. Uh, you know, for that team, because they're ready to win now. And you don't mm-hmm. un- unless you're Mike Trout coming up or, you know, I know he number one prospect top, you know, Alvarez is three. They're both really highly ranked, but you don't know if they're going to have them in there every day um, in, in the grind of that season. If they because to me, they're not going to bring them up if they don't plan on it. So if they bring them up, grab them because um, they're going to play every day. Um, but I just don't know if they bring them up. I've read some things where they're not sure because mm-hmm. they do. They're projecting. They're you know they're a World Series team. Absolutely. So you, don't want, you don't want two rookies in your lineup. You know, going for that. No, <laughs> you you do not. Um, man, that's a good. That, there's that was a good name. So I didn't put Gunner because I don't. I guess he does still qualify as a rookie, but he's just so far and above so many dudes from that. Uh, like so, I was basically. I was guys that haven't played yet. Yeah, and like guys, I think like that you that you know prospect rookies that are probably gonna play this year, but you stash them away for like a big payoff later in the season. Those kind of guys. I think uh-huh. a Miguel Vargas too from yeah, because I think he I believe he may be taking over third base over there. Um, yeah. So th- there's a few of them. He's from from the Dodgers, but I, I kind of agree. I wasn't sure, but I'm like Gunner. He's still he's still gonna get he's He's going to get rookie. He's definitely a rookie. So he, he may go a little higher just because of the name too. Um, I feel like so today, like they do rank, you know, in Yahoo and all those rankings, uh, they do tend to give those type of guys. They tend to boost them up a little bit than in years past, because um, it's so much more out there for, for your guys coming up than it was, you know, 10 years ago in fantasy. It's a good point. Um, so yeah, before we wrap this up, Jay, do you have any final thoughts? About 2023 fantasy baseball, I know your draft is coming up. Um, any final thoughts on this? If you have the chance to take Mike Trout and you've never had him, take him because I regret it every minute since that's last a, year that's a good when point, I had man. the draft. Um, yeah. yeah, kind of stick true to your strategy. That's what I always do, and um, maybe I, I guess I shouldn't because I, I don't win all. The, I win I, I win fantasy football much more than I win fantasy baseball, and I've been running my own fantasy baseball league for years, and I still have my own league. So I'm probably the worst person to ask, um, but also be okay to change it up. Like I've changed my strategy up just because, like we said earlier, pitching pitching's changed over the last five to ten years. It's not what it was, so I, I did realize I had to go more uh, towards those other guys, and then also don't be afraid to take a chance on a few guys. Like it, it, even if you draft them later in the round or pick somebody up, just don't be afraid to grab. Because I took Otani was coming off. I don't think anybody ever was expecting to do what he did in his MVP season. I was able mm-hmm. to get fielding Otani, not pitching Otani. And the dude had an MVP in 49 home runs. Um, yeah. So, so just take a little bit of risk. 
Um, but just go in with a strategy and know what you're doing and keep keep true to that strategy. It's always been my uh, my model. But if I, that means anything, that means don't listen to me because I don't win. Do you make the playoffs every year? Uh, pretty solid. And so I that's lose fine. in the first round. Yeah, but I don't want to be, you know, I want to be Michael Jordan. I want to be 6-0. and oh. I don't want to. I get it. I get it. That makes sense. Um, good point. Um, all right. Uh, this is part two, the bonus episode that we promised you guys for fantasy baseball this season. Uh, just a quick reminder that this Sunday night, the biggest episode of the 2023 season is happening here until November, until November when we're predicting or hopefully hosting a world series show here. Um, and based on what I'm probably going to say Sunday, I'm assuming we will be, um, so we're going to be doing our preview and predictions for the 2023 Philadelphia Philly season um, MVP uh, outstanding player, most disappointing player, comeback player of the year um, our lineup predictions in terms of stats and what we will see out of the top nine that presumably what the top nine will be. We will include Harper in that, um, you know, what the, the starting pitching will look like uh, record predictions uh, if they're going to make, if we think they're going to be big time buyers, no matter what, at the trade deadline. Um, and then obviously what we expect for them in terms of playoffs and World Series. Maybe one of us doesn't even make have them making the playoffs. That is definitely not going to be the case. Um, well, a weekend after, you know. A oh, one that's in, true. After an 0-1 start, Dean's going to have them out of Major League Baseball. Yeah, yeah, basically. They will be sold to some, <laughs> to like, to, to like, Toronto. It's going to be like <laughs> soccer where they get demoted to the triple A's over here. It is. <laughs> That's funny. sorry, Dean. That's hilarious. But we'll see. <laughs> but uh, the full crew will be back here on Sunday. I'm looking forward to that show, man. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, and before I head out of here, just remember everybody go to manscaped.com right now. Use our code baseball 20 for 20% off your entire order uh, and free shipping worldwide again it's manscaped.com use our code baseball 20 for free shipping and 20 percent off your total order how about that uh so head over there and, and help us out a little bit so uh at rtb baseball on instagram at ring the bell 856 on the twitter and find us on facebook ring the bell uh phillies podcast i am christy francesco that's jason kent and we'll catch you guys down the road have a great rest of your weekend weekend and we'll catch you guys sunday night biggest episode of the year have a good one and as always go phils